on episode nine of the KB podcast, we break down all four regions of the NCAA tournament, get final four picks from some familiar voices, <clears throat> and answer questions from our very first mailbag. Side note, thank you for not putting first annual people, it's inaugural. Don't forget to subscribe to the KB Podcast as we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and don't forget, follow the man himself on Twitter at Kyle Frank Brown. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or whenever you choose to listen to the KB Podcast. I'm your host, KB. We are coming to you from Brackettville, U. S-A. This episode is going to be all NCAA tournament. Let's not waste any time and go region by region, starting with the East. Highlighted by the number one overall seed, Duke Blue Devils, the East is home to more unique specimens than Noah's Ark. Zion, Nas Reed, Cassius Winston, the list goes on. This is a region that also boasts three Power Six Conference champions in LSU, Duke, and Michigan State. When a region is this loaded with talent, Hall of Fame coaching, and champions, don't expect a ton of upsets. I have all four top seeds moving to the Sweet 16 and setting up Duke versus Virginia Tech. An ACC showdown and LSU versus Tom Izzo and his Spartans. Now, the only team I'm not totally confident in is LSU and their wiretapping, cheating, looking ass. No coach could equal disaster for a team with no NCAA experience. Their performance in the SEC tournament didn't didn't really instill confidence either. Waters rolling the ball up to the opponent's three point line to save five seconds just just was something that I've never seen before. But nonetheless, I believe that their talent, that they can get wins over Yale and Belmont, even if I was coaching them. And that would get them to the Sweet 16. So I do have Louisville, as a side note, winning the Patino Bowl, which, mind you, is the first game come tournament Thursday. So that's something to look forward to to get us started off on the right foot. Chris Mack is a very good coach coming from his time at uh, Xavier when he's in the tournament and even the zombie corpse we call Rick Pitino sitting behind Minnesota's bench can't derail him and the Cardinals um, setting up a pretty good second round matchup with um, them and the Spartans. Now, moving on to the Sweet 16, I do have Duke and Michigan State moving to the regional final to face off. But Virginia Tech is definitely a team that can knock off Zion and the boys. Buzz Williams is a fantastic tournament coach once taking an 11C Marquette to a regional final. That was the team with um, Crowder and Jimmy Butler. Also, the familiarity Virginia Tech has with Duke will help them not be intimidated or anything and believe that, hey, we can beat this team. Now, they did beat Duke earlier, sans Zion, in Blacksburg. But they were also down 13 points a game in the form of starter Justin Robinson. So don't be shocked if this is a spot Duke struggles and maybe even gets upset. I do have them winning, however. I didn't take the the forbidden fruit there as much as I love Buzz Williams. Michigan State moves past LSU because a lack of coaching catches up to the Tigers and Izzo just knows how to manufacture wins come March. Cassius Winston goes on a Kemble Walker-like run 
uh, to lead the Spartans, but ultimately Duke moves on to the Final Four. Too many injuries for Izzo and the gang to overcome the talent of the Blue Devils. Plus, Coach K owns Izzo in the tournament, 1-11 all time. Pretty amazing to think about. That's the East. Next, we're going to move on to the West. West region is going to live up to its heritage and be wild, wild. The weakest one seed, Gonzaga, headlines the proceedings as a team that last played a ranked opponent on this opponent on December 15th, that being a loss by 13 in Chapel Hill to North Carolina. This book ends a poor showing in the WCC championship, losing to bid stealer St. Mary's making the Zags about as trustworthy as Aunt Becky's entrance exam. I do have Mark Few navigating his Zags to the Sweet 16, but no further, and I reserve the right to change that to Syracuse in my official bracket come Thursday morning, um, who will be the Zags' second-round opponent. That orange zone is tough to prepare for on a 24-hour notice. This could be a spot where the first one one seed goes down. Moving down the bracket, you find a prime spot for the famous 12 over 5 as top prospect John Moran takes on 2019's version of Trey Young in Marquette's Marcus Howard with his 25 points a game. I'm all over the racers in this high-scoring matchup as Howard may not be 100%. John Morant has his showcase moment uh, catapulting him to the second overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Ja, however, runs into the ageless wonders Leonard Hamilton Seminoles in the second round. This sets up a Florida State versus Gonzaga Sweet 16 matchup where the Knolls' depth and defense is more annoying than Danny Cannell's Twitter feed. FSU moves on to their second straight regional final. The bottom half of the West is stacked. We have a hot Florida team, a senior-led Buffalo, Big 12 regular season champ Texas Tech, 2018 runner-up Michigan Wolverines and Cinderella Nevada Wolfpack. There are more ways to go and pick than presidential candidates in this region. I choose my own adventure in the form of Buffalo, Nevada, going off the board away from the Power Five. Buffalo beats Texas Tech that won the Big 12 more so because, well, someone had to. The Red Raiders fall to the Bulls and a senior lane roster. Sidebar, don't be surprised if Chris Beard, coach at Texas Tech, moves on to UCLA after this game. He has been known to job hop a little, and for some reason, basketball coaches seem to love to flee Lubbock. Buffalo squares off and loses in the Sweet 16 to the Wolfpack of Nevada. Coach Musselman has three legit prospects, NBA prospects, and experience of making a Sweet 16 a year ago. Nevada also lost in that Sweet 16 game to Sister Jean by one point. Talent, experience, hungry young coach. What's not to like in Nevada? Not to overlook the two-seed Michigan in this bracket, who I have fallen to the pack in the second round. But Michigan's lack of scoring is their downfall, ultimately. I love Beeline, but don't forget these Wolverines beat a 14-seed, 6, 7, 9, and 11 to get to the championship game in 2018. Not necessarily murderer's row, 
Sometimes the tournament giveth and sometimes it taketh away. Michigan's luck runs out versus the Wolfpack. Knowing that this game is offensive driven, yes, that's right. I have the seven-seeded Wolfpack advancing to the Final Four to play Duke. See, I told you the West would be wild. I went down south and was looking for a Final Four bid to steal. I was in a buy because UVA was a one and I was looking to make a deal. When I came across a former champion playing hot as the Nova Sun, Villanova that is. Okay, okay, okay. I can't do the whole segment here on the South Region to Charlie Daniels that went down to Georgia. It was a good idea, but... Let's move forward. As you probably deciphered from that, I have the six seed Nova Wildcats, Villanova Wildcats, that is returning to the Final Four, bucking the trend that the returning champion doesn't fare well um, in the year after they win the title. Now, how did how does Villanova get there? Well, it all starts with the one Virginia and the two seed Tennessee not even having to play Jay Wright. They don't make it to him. I'm not a believer in Virginia, and this predates UNBC. I don't doubt them as a quality program. Their record speaks for themselves. But three times in the last five years, the Cavaliers have won 30 games just not to make it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. I just simply believe that some coaches and programs are better in the regular season than in the tournament and vice versa. The tournament is just a different monster than the regular season and it takes kind of a different skill to operate successfully in a one and done situation uva i'll basically believe it when i see it having said that they will be determined to exercise some of the demons from umbc and losing to the 16 seed last year um so they i do have them in the sweet 16 before falling to the red hot oregon ducks that right a 12 seed in the Oregon Ducks. Now, the Ducks get there by getting past the five in the Wisconsin torture to your eyes like Clockwork Orange Badgers and the upset-minded Anteaters of UC Irvine. So pretty, you know, manageable field there for a team that maybe is playing better than anybody else in the Oregon Ducks. And the Ducks have more than just the best mascot in the game. They have a Final Four experience in point guard Peyton Pritchett. We all know how important not just experience, but tournament experiences and guard play. Their defense has been outstanding, holding Washington under 50 points in the Pac-12 title game. And Coach Dana Altman just knows what he's doing in March, and this dates back to his days at Creighton. And, you know, I always like a team with some scars. And what I mean by that is the Oregon Ducks had to play their way in by getting the AQ out of the Pac-12. That's automatic qualifier. And they also had to do it when they had top recruit Bull Bowl out for the whole year. Uh, you know, they basically were counting on this transcendent talent who's going to go off to the NBA and not really ever play a game at Oregon. But he was hurt. So I think all this adversity really adversary man that's a hard word easy for me to say you know what i mean um really adds up to a team i like they're playing hot you know 
and and I just like their draw. So I'm I'm going with them. Remember when I said too that some coaches just have it when it comes to NCAA Virginia not being one. We'll add Rick Barnes to that category. Under 500 all-time in the tournament with talent like Durant, DJ Augustine, Jamarcus Russell, alongside getting less than an ideal draw at the bottom of this bracket really doesn't equal success. Now, Rick Barnes, I think, gets a little bit of a bum rap when he's had the top um, for his overall success, I should say, at Texas, as he does have a Final Four for, you know, a football school with no basketball tradition, but... In the years after that Final Four, he had some great talent and just couldn't do anything with it. And when you give him a team with not NBA talent, let's just say, and Grant Williams, who's a great college player, Amherst Schofield, who has a better shot to go to the NBA, I just don't think his style play really adds up to success. And, you know, to give them a little break, because Tennessee, you know, they've been a really good team all year. But I think the dream season ends because they have to play Cincinnati in Columbus, Ohio. That's right. A rare where the pod system kind of rewards the lower seeded team in Cincinnati having just drive two hours up the road. So you're going to have a pro bear Bearcat crowd versus when they play the two seed volunteers. Not fair, but it's the way of the tournament sometimes. It's happened to other schools. So Mick Cronin, who kind of is a is in the Rick Barnes category as well, in the battle here of coaches that underperform in the tournament, I think gets it done because of that home crowd and because Jared Vanderbilt is just going to be the best player on the court and carry them Um past the volunteers so all that's left for nova is you know in the sweet 16 to knock off that cincinnati team and then they would face against the ducks who eventually their luck runs out so we'll go nova in the final four out of the south and we just have one more region and one more final four spot in the midwest next Midwest region is our last one to cover, and it's similar to the first one, the East, and it's Rock Chalk City. No upsets here. I have all four top seeds making it to the Sweet 16. The only surprise in a lot of people's minds is Kansas, who has had the most non-Kansas-like season of any Bill Self team in recent memory, but with the draw of Northeastern in the first round, followed by the five-seed Auburn Tigers, Kansas finds a way to move on. Now, I know Auburn looked better than Bill Self's hairpiece during the SEC title game, but I'm not counting on Bruce Pearl's guys making 15 three-pointers again like they did against the Volunteers on Sunday. Kansas gets second life when they meet old Roy, old Roy Williams in Kansas City. See Tennessee, locations for the lower seeds. Happens to other, other teams as well. But that's where the road ends for the Jayhawks. The home crowd's not enough to push them over the ed- edge as, as North Carolina moves on to the regional final. Bill Self, though, we'll see if he survives the offseason. Will be interesting. But he has a, a good run nonetheless if it happens to be his last season. Now, 
who will the Tar Heels face off? That's going to be another blue blood program that finds its way to Kansas City in the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, the Wildcats will face off against the three-seed Houston Cougars in the matchup of, hey, you stole my logo. Verbal means Spider-Man pointing at each other. Top seed UK gets the lead eight past the Houston Cougars in what will be another classic regional final between the two Blue Bloods. This time, Luke May and his eyebrows miss a buzzer beater, sending Calipari dancing to his first Final Four since 2015. I know, it's been a long time for Kentucky, a whole three years, but I think they make it back with their team depth, defense, and um, P.J. Washington really coming on as an All-American. So, to recap the four regions, we have Duke out of the East, Nevada out the West, Nova out of the South and Kentucky out of the Midwest. And for the title, I have Kentucky knocking off Nevada. That's right. Is it a homer pick? Probably a little, but I always like to pick a champion that's not outrageous, but isn't the obvious pick that Duke is this year. I do really like this Wildcat team. They play great in big spots. Beating North Carolina earlier this year at a neutral site. Winning comfortably at Louisville. Beating Kansas at home. Beating Tennessee. They had LSU beat if it wasn't for a phantom. Um, Tipping uh, goaltend um, call. This team has played big and risen to it. They're flawed like any other team. I think they could get beaten by several opponents, but I just like the route they get, and I think they avoid Duke at the end of the day. If I told you Kentucky has to beat Abilene Christian, Wofford, Houston, North Carolina, Villanova, and Nevada, you would probably say, yeah, I'd favor him all those games. So I'm just a bigger believer in Nevada, really, and taking a flyer on them, to be honest, than I am Kentucky beating Duke. I don't have them playing. So, bit of a homer pick, sure, but that's my reasoning. I looked at the bracket several times. Anytime I pick Kentucky, that Anthony Davis is on the team, I have to reevaluate it because I know, you know, I'm a homer. So, I have to reevaluate it. And every time I came back to the same conclusion, that's what I'm going with. Next, we're going to do something a little different with a little mailbag from some familiar voices. Alright, new segment here as we'll do a mailbag with some familiar voices. We're going to have them give their final four picks and ask a question. So, who's first up here? Hey KB, you may recognize this voice from the beginning of the KB podcast, giving you an intro into what glorious sounds you're about to hear for the next 45 minutes. But I'm here to give you my hot takes of my final four picks. They are as such. From the East region, Duke. I hate it, but I think it's going to happen. R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, too much of a dynamic duo to not put to the Final Four. Out of the West region, pew pew, Texas Tech. Shout out Morgan Thomas. Out of the South region, Villanova. I think Jay Wright is the man. I think he's going to get him back to the Final Four. And out of the Midwest, our Kentucky Wildcats. 
championship game, Duke, UK, and our national championship winner, Kentucky. My question for you, sir, is what upset are you picking that no one else is really talking about? Can't wait to hear all about it. Great question. What is the upset I'm picking that nobody's talking about? I'm picking the Old Dominion Monarchs, which is the 14 seed in the South, to take out the 3 seed Purdue. Jeff Jones, I believe, is the head coach's name. Yes, for Old Dominion, is battling prostate cancer, but is still on the sidelines. If you haven't seen the video of them beating Western Kentucky to win their conference championship and the emotion they came out of him, it was great. It's what March is all about. I think a good Old Dominion team takes out a Purdue team that traditionally underperforms in the tournament. And they move on in one of the best stories in the tournament. The first weekend of the tournament, I should say. So, definitely a one-shiny moment moment that we'll get from Old Dominion. The other upset I'll get is one of a second-round matchup of Nevada, the team I have in the national runner-up, taking out the Michigan Wolverines. I think a lot of people are going to have Michigan going very far. And I got them going out early, so that's a matchup kind of in the second round. So those are total Old Dominion over Purdue, Nevada over Michigan. I guess I don't have much love for the Big Ten, but those are two upsets I'm going with. Now, to address her final four, we actually have three alike. So not much for me to dissect. She has Duke, I have Duke. She has Nova, I have Nova. I thought Nova would be a more unique pick, but maybe not. And I have Kentucky, she has Kentucky. Where we differ is she has Texas Tech. And I agree, shout out Motom. And I have the Nevada Wolfpack. Texas Tech, Chris Beard, definitely with Jared Culver can get it done. He's going to be an all-star player. I have them winning, but I took Buffalo. I don't hate to pick Texas Tech, though. I think that bottom of the West, as we talked about earlier, is kind of filled with you know, as many candidates as we're going to get for president that could go on and make a run. So I like to pick. We, we agree mostly, and we have the same champion. All right, who's next in the mailbag? Hello, everyone. This is Warren Brown, otherwise known as W, and it's March Madness time, my favorite time of year. So let's get right to it. In the East, I've got Michigan State over Duke in the finals. Duke cannot shoot the ball, and Michigan State has Cassius Winston. Enough said there. In the West, I've got my Cinderella pick, the Buffalo Bulls of the Mac. Yes, I am a Mac fan. Going up to the south, I have Virginia reaching the final four. It is a redemption time for the Cavaliers. And then the Midwest, I have UK beating UNC on a last-second shot, just like they did to UK a couple years ago. So in the finals, I have Michigan State beating Buffalo and UK beating Virginia. And in the finals, UK winning with their ninth championship, happiness in the Commonwealth. My question to Kyle, what would you do to improve? All right, W coming in with his final four reoccurring guests there. And he had some interesting picks there. I don't hate the Michigan State pick. I just think if Michigan State just had too many injuries. But he's got them over Duke reasonable. He went with Buffalo. He said he's a Mac fan. 
man, he's a Mac man. Graduate of Miami University. That's right. It's Miami University, not Miami, Ohio, not University of Miami. It's not the Hurricanes. It's in Oxford, Ohio. I know he'll appreciate that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's a little too far out there picking Buffalo to go all the way to the Final Four. But Loyola made it last year. So, you know, can't really blame him. He's going with the good story, redemption with Virginia. Could not agree less with that. I just think Virginia's not even close to Final Four quality, but to one seed, he's going with the story. I know, I see what he's doing there. And then, like me and AB, he has the Wildcats not only making it out of the Midwest, but winning it over Izzo. Hey, I like it. Would be an entertaining, good Final Four. Some unique picks. Went with one off the wall. Not gonna lie, kind of like I did. He's got three top seeds, and and he went with the Mac Flyer. I went the Nevada. Interesting, interesting. I like it. W. Now his question kind of got cut off. Um, what he said is, how would you improve the March Madness seeding process? To me, the big glaring mistake in this bracket is what they did to Tennessee and potentially North Carolina, in making Tennessee play Cincinnati and Ohio, even though they're the two seed in Cincinnati to seven. Now we're assuming that matchup happens in, the, in, happens in the second round, and we're also assuming Kansas makes it to the Sweet 16 to play in Kansas City, virtual home game, only like 45 minutes away from Lawrence, to play the top seed Carolina. If you're going to reward Tennessee with a two seed, who if they would have beat Auburn, the committee said would have been a one, and Carolina as a one seed to be, why are you making them play opponents that's going to be a road game? We know in college sports the fans meet a ton. You know, uh, you know certain fan base travel a ton. And you better believe any fan base like Cincinnati, like Kansas, that only has to drive down the road, they don't have to get a hotel or anything, is going to buy up those tickets and go to the matchup. So that's the one thing I would change is get rid of what they call the pod system. I appreciate the NCAA with the intent of wanting fans to be able to travel to games, but what we want to see is the best, fairest tournament that you can see, not, oh, let's take care of the fans, as crazy as that sounds, being one, the fans are going to travel where they need to. So that would be how I would improve the seating process. All right, I think we have one more mailbag here. Hey there, Kyle. This is Jason Namer. I'm here to give you my uh, final four picks. I got to go with uh, McDonald's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and Taco Bell. But for the more important picks, I've got Duke, Nevada, Purdue, and North Carolina with Duke and UNC in the championship and UNC prevailing. My question for you is in the Western region bracket, I'm looking at Gonzaga, Florida State, and Nevada as teams that I think could really come out of there and I wanted to get your take on those teams in particular, or if you disagree, what team you would pick and why. Thanks. All right, so Jason Neymar with a lot to unpack there. First, strong ad lib as let's break down his fast food Final Four. I'm going to more so not disagree with any of his picks. McDonald's more of your steady, everyday fast food. 
you know what you're getting at a McDonald's, whether it's in Nevada, North Carolina, Chicago, wherever you're at a McDonald's, it's the same. Fries and a McDonald's Fountain Coke are the best strong entry there. Wendy's probably the worst in my opinion just because the only thing I really like out of Wendy's is their junior bacon cheeseburger because they go the extra mile. You get the fresh lettuce and tomato so you feel like you're eating something that's not terrible for you. Taco Bell, throwback favorite for Kyle. College days, I'm hungry at night. There's no Uber Eats favorite of Kyle's. And it's super cheap. You order a hundred things and it totals eight dollars. So gotta gotta respect the throwback Taco Bell, even though I don't eat it anymore. But the number one pick here is obviously Chick-fil-A. Being in the north, I don't get it. I mean, there's one on every corner in South Carolina when I live down there. So I miss it dearly. There's one in the suburbs here in the city. Maybe one downtown somewhere. Very hard to come by. Miss it a lot. Anytime I'm driving home on a road trip and you see that Chick-fil-A sign on the highway, that's the place to stop. I'm going home to spend uh, the first four days of the tournament um, watching it marathon style with my dad, my father-in-law, and my wife like we always do. And we'll definitely hit up the Chick-fil-A on the way home. So, so love the ad-lib namer. Um, this is why you're a recurring guest and one of our favorites. So his actual final four, hard to argue with. He went Duke, as I did. He went Nevada again, like A.B. took Nova. I thought I was going out of the box. Looks like some other people are on the same wavelength as I am with Nevada. Now, he went North Carolina over the beloved Kentucky Wildcats can't argue with it. I mean, North Carolina is probably playing just as good as anybody. Personally, my take on North Carolina is if you really review their schedule, if you outside of the win at Duke, San Zion, they don't have a great out of the Dean Dome win, right? All their big wins that are really impressive are at home, not neutral court not on the road. So I think ultimately they're a little overvalued um, given their you know recent wins over Duke. Which, by the way, I meant to mention this earlier. So we're excusing Duke's losses without Zion, but we're giving North Carolina credit for those wins. That doesn't make sense. You can't – you're kind of having your cake and eating it to NCAA, but it's NCAA. What do you expect? You can't – think logic logically um, with their decision making typically so the big issue I have with his is Purdue I'm not a Purdue believer as I said my upset is ODU over Purdue who's historically bad in the tournament but you know he's going with it, it, it it's a three seed I'm not going to sit here and say it's a, it's a it's an out there pick but I don't believe in Purdue at all um, sorry Kim but I just don't um, and that's my big gripe with this Final Four. I mean, Duke-UNC, I don't think that will happen. I guess if I did think it would happen, I would have picked it. But would be a crazy, crazy entertainment final game. Um, would be insane theater. So uh, that's my thoughts on his Final Four. Now, his question was, 
what are my thoughts on Gonzaga, Nevada, FSU, Tech coming out of the West? Now, I, like him, have Nevada coming out as we covered. So we've talked about Nevada and how I think their experience from last year, they almost went to the Final Four, um, you know, knocking off higher seeds, hot young coach, three NBA guys on that team. Um, and I think they, they also, like, are an offensive machine. They proved they could come back. Really like Nevada. That's why I'm taking flyer on them. So we're on the same page there. I really like FSU because they don't have one guy that carries them that you can key on if you are, you know, playing them. They have, like, 11 dudes they play, and they are, like, the same player. They're so long and so great defensively. They're going to be something that teams haven't seen before. So that's why I have SF, uh, Florida State FSU in the Elite Eight just like last year, so I'm on the same page with them. Gonzaga, not a huge fan. Um, I just, I think more times than not, Gonzaga underperforms in the tournament. Um, as you've seen, a theme of my opinions on on this podcast is, I believe, come the NCAA tournament, history has a lot to do with, you know, predicting who's going to advance in the tournament. So. That's why I have Gonzaga not necessarily getting beat in the first weekend. I have them going out to previously, um, you know, Leonard Hamilton, previously mentioned Leonard Hamilton. And, and, you know, gosh, he's 70, by the way. That man looks 50 max. It's unbelievable. Anyway, that's my thoughts. And if you were to take a team, Jason, outside of that threesome that I think could make a run. It is Michigan. I could see a scenario where the Nevada pick, they lose a very close entertaining game in the second round to Michigan, and Michigan then goes on to go to the Final Four. So those are my thoughts on those particular teams. Jason, hopefully I answered your question. And again, thanks for participating. That will do it for Episode 9 of the KB Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the bracket breakdown. Thanks to Jason, Amanda, and W for for participating in the mailbag. If you would like to leave a comment or question for a future mailbag, you can do so by downloading the free Anchor app in your app store and searching for the KB Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe as we um, are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get yours. And as always, I tweet out the link to the latest episodes and pin it to my feed at Kyle Frank Brown. Good luck with your brackets and thank you for pushing play.